Dear listeners, at the beginning of chapter 16, I awoke to the soft and steady sound of rain, dripping tropical rhythms, sloshing damp melodies, today's theme music, a wet postcard from Seiju Do, a trilogy, part three. I've never experienced a monsoon, warm rain, more warm rain, until it does not matter. Soon I'm soaked, sodden, soggy and waterlogged to the inside of my jeans and shoes. I am fish. So what, so wet, we continue our journey, regardless, and color it in soft muted tones, blending moisture and creativity on the damp paper of our imagination, coloring it with poetic experiences. We wet walk along a road, each side lined, shoulder high with wet, dry stone walls. The actual roadside of the wall is abundant in growth of the rich, intense orange flame, red, flame red of rose upon rose of cannas, the lily-like plant we also grow in Australia. Each color is intensified by the wet. The rich, rich deep green is fairly dripping off the trees. Actually, there are no tree distinctions. There's just solid green, not unlike a weaving which has incorporated every nuance of green and then be dipped in water, the kind of green we find in deep in the forest. We are on our way to a fish farm, perched on the edge of the ocean. The farm is under cover, a cover of thick black vinyl knit, knitted matting, which is used extensively as a building material here in Korea. It is dark and dank inside, dripping, a cavernous hole, filled with square, shallow concrete ponds in which I observed numerous, barely visible flat fish. With great speed they dart nervously around, ghosts of fish from the, from the deep sea from which they came. I had no idea that fish could move at that fast, like arrows, fish for market, fish for food, fish for raw. Standing on yet another edge of Korea, here it is raining into the sea. Liquid silver needles penetrating a slab of gun grey steel. As a result of the wind here, the rain arrives diagonally, making the umbrella only partially useful, or useless as the case may be. When I feel the rain trickling into my boots, I don't give up, I give in. I am fish. Let's take a bus. The landscape appears and disappears along the route. Every edge is soft, misty and damp. We are actually experiencing a lot of artwork in Korea. Life. Artwork as I saw it in the walls, on the walls and of the National Museum. The soft black brush paintings created on wet paper with a lot of white left on the page. With a few strong, ac strong accents here and there to create the magic. We are traveling from the north across the island to the south to visit Sangbang, a huge volcanic cone on the edge of the island. It rises steep and suddenly from the ocean, dripping wet with green, climbing and clinging to its side. Like an immense prehistoric fragment of a column, the whole draped in a mysterious morning mist. Halfway up this basalt cone is a famous cave which houses Sangbang Sa, a temple 
which was established by a Buddhist monk centuries ago. We climbed the hundreds of slippery bluestone steps to the cave temple. It is waterlogged. Buddhist, Buddha's tears. Water runs all over the statues. The candlesticks stand in water, but the candles burn bright, reflecting a thousandfold in the mirrored surface of the liquid cave. On a small dry wooden platform, a solitary monk sits and gazes out over the fastness of the ocean behind us. Penny for his thoughts. When I find myself in these places, I always feel somewhat inadequate. A person from a very young culture standing in the presence of such an ancient one. One which has been kept going and maintained for many centuries. Millennia even. Then for me to meet here, now, in this moment, in this watery cave, on this island, rich with history, once again I feel overwhelmed. Back on another bus for a visit to one of the most special gardens on the island. It is immense, boasts over 100,000 plant and tree species, a bonsai and rock garden, three huge caves and a botanic paradise. For hours we shop around. The special part for me was the bonsai garden. Little trees, huge presents. A small local pine tree about eight inches tall, as thick as your arm, hangs over the edge of a simple ceramic dish which stands on top of a stone plinth in the forest among its normal but big brothers. Everything looks totally out of place, but looks out of place perfectly. What an incredible phenomena bonsai is in a natural setting, and all on stands, like a sculpture exhibition. Another and different story is about rocks, rocks upon rocks in interesting and poetic combinations, dark with the wetness of the ongoing rain. Not understanding but accepting these compositions as they are, I feel that I'm in another aesthetic time frame. That there is in this culture is seen in a totally different way. That here in this culture everything is appreciated differently. The gardener is the servant and continues works, continuously works on the harmonious aspect of his interaction with nature. Maybe easier to accept than practice. But but, but what, but wet, be here now, watch the raindrops, but keep an open heart. Yet all the while I'm aware of something which is not quite right. It is not the teeming rain, it is not the sodden shoes, it's not my dripping clothes, it's in my head, it's the music. Every garden we visit has a soundtrack, and this I cannot fathom. Where is the aesthetic consideration in this? How has this come about? We are in an exquisite botanical garden, a Korean specialty, while having to listen to that dripping, crying kind of singing of John Denver. In other places, there are soundtracks of that empty, numbing, rain-drenched New Age music. In yet another place, again, there is that soppy, wet Western classical music. Why? Why, when Korean traditional music is so very rich, and so very beautiful and so much more suitable. Why? Tourism. I understand why this is the place, Korea's foremost holiday destination. Why Japanese tourists and especially newlyweds arrived by plane load. A pity really because tourism 
wherever I have experienced it in those fast numbers, seems to bring with it or create a type of social disease, a disease based on greed, and in many cases, carelessness and insensitivity. I should have known, however, the natural power of this island is such that for the moment at least, it may withstand this painful byproduct of tourism to its culture. However, it is creeping in. Although I see many wonderful things on which I intend to focus, it doesn't mean that other stuff is not about in the same abundance. It is, but it's too depressing to spend time on. There is so much to see, so much to feel, so much to soak up. How much more? When I, I seem to be completely saturated, I am fish. Mm -hmm.